Life Audio. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you check out our community group. Just go over to the group section and put in Daily Bible Podcast and you can join us there. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, would you just hit the share button and share it with a friend? Um, Also, rate us. Give us four stars, five stars. It just helps share um, in the algorithms or algorithms and all of that kind of stuff. It just helps other people find us. If, if If God is blessing you through this, then Let's just bless some more people. Okay, so today we are reading Acts 12, verses 6 through 25, Acts 13, and Acts 14, 1 through 20. All right, we start with King Herod Agrippa, and he had arrested Peter and he put him in prison, remember from yesterday, Mm -hmm. intending to have him executed. Like, this is serious. We just had James was killed. Um, However, the early Christians, they're praying fervently for Peter's release. Mm -hmm. And so this is like one of the coolest stories in the Bible. Um, So during the night before Peter's scheduled execution, an angel of the Lord appears and miraculously Peter's chains fall off. And this part cracks me up because it says the angel struck Peter in the side to wake him up. (laughs) Like It's not like gently shook his shoulder. It says it struck him in the side. (laughs) And then the chains fell off and the angel led him out and I want an instant replay on that. It just makes me chuckle that they see that. It's like, dude, come on, wake up. Um, so Peter is led out of prison and Peter goes to the house of Mary where many believers are gathered in prayer. And when he knocks at the door, a servant girl named Rhoda recognizes Peter's voice, but is so astonished that she forgets to open the door and let him in. And eventually they let Peter in and he recounts his miraculous escape. Meanwhile, Herod, Angered by Peter's escape, orders a thorough, a thorough investigation, and the guards are executed for letting mm-hmm. him out. So then we have uh, Herod's unfortunate demise. He delivers a speech to a group from Tyre and Sidon who seek to gain favor, and they praise him. They're praising him, and they're saying that he's like God, and he accepts their praise. And then it says that the angel Lord strikes Herod and worms eat him, and he dies because he did not give glory to God. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, yuck. I don't even, I I don't know how that played out, but it doesn't sound like it played out very well. Mm -mm. Um, And so then we have this chapter finishes with the mention of the growth of the word of God um, and Barnabas and Saul returning to Jerusalem after delivering famine relief in Antioch. And then we have the shifts to the church in Antioch, and it's described as a diverse community with prophets and teachers. And during fasting and prayer, the Holy Spirit instructs the church to set apart Barnabas and Saul, known as Paul, for a special work. And the church obeys and lays hands on them, commissioning them for a missionary journey. And then accompanied by John Mark, and John Mark is also known as Mark, 
And most commentators, as a side note, most commentators believe that this is the same Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark. Um, and he's also the nephew of Barnabas. And he's also the son of Mary, whose house Peter went to when everyone had gathered and prayed. And I just love when you just start tying all these mm-hmm. little threads together. Um, so really cool. they, they set off Barnabas, Saul, and John Mark. They set off toward the island of Cyprus, and they preach the word of God in synagogues. And there they encounter a sorcerer named Bar-Jesus, who opposes them. And Saul, filled with the Holy Spirit, rebukes him and temporarily blinds him. And then this miraculous event convinces a local proconsul, which is like the governor of the area, mm-hmm. named Sergius Paulius, to embrace the faith. Mm-hmm. And then okay, they left. Wait, 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 just a second here. Wasn't was this Paul's first miracle? Is it? I don't know. That, that's that's the thing. As I was reading, I was like, "This was the first one that, at least, that I could remember that I." And I don't know. So I was asking you. That's a good question. Me. That is a good question. Okay. Well, the, well the, so okay. Leave our it friends, in our, our friends. Leave on a our comment. Group. Yes, please leave a comment. Is this is this Paul's first? first miracle. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. But it this whole thing, that whole story is interesting. And another interesting thing, because here's the, the end of it, uh, the end of the section, the missionaries, they leave Cyprus and they sail to Pergia in Pamphylia. And John Mark leaves the group and returns to Jerusalem, um, which later becomes a point mm-hmm. of contention and Barnabas and Saul continue on their journey, preaching in various synagogues as they travel. And so I'm just like fascinated by that John Mark part, because if he, if he, because it's pretty much people say he was the one that wrote the book of Mark. Um, so he was, he also shows up later and he was yeah. around. Um, but did it scare him? Like this whole, the guy turns blind. Uh, Paul had very harsh words. The, this other pro council becomes a Christian, like all this stuff is happening. Was it like, Hey, this is getting uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm just, it seems like he was younger. I, am I, I'm just heading back to Jerusalem guys. I don't know. That's kind of maybe me reading into it, but he did abandon them. And it, he, he abandoned them to the point where later they split up because Barnabas wants John Mark to come along and Paul mm-hmm. doesn't. So there had to be some issue there. Cause later we know that they fought kind of over him joining them later. Anyway, yeah. what was the thing that took him home? I don't know, but it's interesting. That's a good question too. Hey, leave a, if you know the answer, my friends, leave that in the Facebook group. Leave a comment for us because hmm, that is inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so next we see Paul and Barnabas leaving for Iconium, Lystra, and Derby, and these are towns in what is known today as Turkey. And in Iconium, we see both Jews and Gentiles that were saved, and there is much excitement. But there is also persecution as some unhappy Jews begin poisoning the minds of Gentiles against our dear brothers, and they band together to attack them and stone them. I, I, I can't even imagine what, what it's like to go through Mm-mm. a stoning, but yeah, Paul and Barnabas, what? It just would like, it's over and over and over. I don't yeah. know when someone gets their head chopped off or whatever. It's, when it's done. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's, I, I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> mean to say that unfeeling, but it's done. And yes, when you're stoned. Ugh. Yeah. 
So Paul and Barnabas, they escape to the town of Lystra, where Paul continues to preach to the crowds. He's like, stoning is not going to stop this man. He continues. He gets back up. I'm sure that there's bruises, maybe even broken bones. We don't know. The text doesn't say. But yet... Paul, it doesn't stop Paul, doesn't stop Barnabas. So Paul continues to preach to the crowds. He heals a crippled man from birth there in Lystra. And now the crowds decided that Paul and Barnabas must be gods. And so they worshiped them and they wanted to sacrifice before them. And Paul and Barnabas are nearly losing their minds because they're like, ah, and they run around, around, they run among the people trying to convince them of who they really are and who Christ really is. And then more Jews arrive from Antioch and Iconium where, and these were the ones who were irate with Paul and Barnabas. And so they're chasing them out of their cities. They Like chasing them out of their cities wasn't enough. They have to go to other cities and chase them out of those cities. Yeah. They like, these were dedicated adversaries of the gospel. They were like, I mean, well, look at Paul. Look at where Paul came from. He was a dedicated adversary of the gospel. And so that's what these people are. Well, Paul and Barnabas were stoned again, stoned again. You know, this is the second time. Stoned again, they're dragged out of town and they are left for dead. But the gospel continues on and it will not deter Paul and Barnabas. And so the next day, they just shake the dust off of their feet and they leave for Derby. Okay. <laughs> I, I kept reading this part because they, they must've been so injured that they were left for dead. I mean, that is like, that's really injured. injured. That's really injured. And since they got up and went to Derby. Okay. They're, they, they're the not next day. a car. <laughs> they're not like, ha- they just got up and like, were they, did God heal them? Were they, limping i don't know it's parts of these are like details i want more details we don't know (laughs) just that that is uh, that's some opposition right there that's That's some some serious opposition yeah yeah (sighs) okay well we need to take a break we need to hear from our sponsor but when we come back we'll have the word of the day so stay tuned Okay, the word of the day is miracles. So miracles are a surprising and welcome event that can't be understood by natural or scientific laws and therefore is considered to be the work of a divine agency. Like things are happening that they're not doing in their own strength, which is very clear. And some people are thinking it's wonderful and some people are not thinking it's wonderful. So first we have, remember Peter was facing execution and then prayer by that community unlocks the miraculous. And this passage reminds us that when we come together in faith and unity, miracles can happen. Mm-hmm. So, and even in our darkest hours, God can work behind the scenes, orchestrating deliverance. And I just love that it was the people coming together and what a, what a exciting thing for them to see like, whoa, we prayed and look what happened. I mean, yeah. you know, God could have done it without their prayer, but they were gathered together praying. Um, then we have Paul and Barnabas as they are guided by the Holy Spirit and God is telling them where to go. And so even though they're facing oppositions, like God's leading them there. And it just makes me think of like when we follow God's purposes and his directions, we become instrument of his miraculous work. 
And like you said, that Paul did this miracle where this guy went blind and this pro council became a Christian. It was his first miracle. I'm going to have to go back and look now. When we're done here recording, I'm going to be looking. But um, when we are stepping out and doing what God wants to, we're opening ourselves up to miracles and the things God wants mm-hmm. to do in and through us. And mm-hmm. so then we have that opposition and miraculous healing as Paul and Barnabas proclaim the gospel in Lystra. And they had unwavering faith, even and in adverse, even in adversity. And that's when we get miracles, like when things yeah. are going wrong, like we don't have miracles yeah. when everything's going right. And so looking back at my life, I think of the many miracles, God's provision, God's care, God's comfort, God's healing. You know, the fact that my heart that was very much against him is now turned towards him is the biggest miracle. But, you know, through prayer, prayer and the obedience to the spirit and faith, we can be active in the miracles that God wants to do in the world around us. And it's not just like these historical events. God's power is available to us today. And, you know, we just have to, we have to be praying. We have to be open to a spirit and we have to be seeking him in faith. And these amazing, I just look at my life. So many things God did were miracles. Um, And it was only because I was seeking him. You know, the Hebrew word for wonders is uh, pala, and it means miracle, marvel, supernatural deed. I mean, just think miracle is, is, is a wonder. It's a marvel. It's a supernatural deed, and it goes something beyond the human ability to achieve. And so, in other words, it's something only God can do. He may use us mere humans as one of the vessels, but it's something that only he can do. I mean, think of his miracles in the Old Testament, the parting of the Red Sea, manna, quail, water to drink, the Israelites crossing the Jordan River. Then think of some of the battles that we read about, God causing a panic to arise in the enemy camps. And in that confusion, they fought against each other. And so then Israel won that battle. Um, And then in the New Testament, Jesus turns water into wine and he heals numerous people, casts Mm -hmm. out demons and throws throws those demons into a herd of pigs. And, um, And then we see God rising his son from the dead, just as he said he would. Um, and and even blinding one of the greatest persecutors of the gospel on the road to Damascus and turning him into a mighty, mighty defender of the gospel. Like, like he is a God of miracles. We serve a God of miracles. We're learning daily more and more about this God of miracles. And he works in each of our lives. And I bet that you don't have to think for very long to remember a miracle in your own life. And, you know, but it's a shame that we live in the day and time we do because we tend to be cynical of miracles Mm -hmm. and think, oh, it's just a coincidence. Like, you know, but I guess, you know, think through your life, think through your daily life and ask God to take off those cynical blinders and to see him as the God of miracles and ask him to show you the miracles that he's performed in your life. It's, it is like you said, you were saying, we don't have to think very far back. And so that was sitting here thinking not very far back. It was just like God confirming things in my life. And um, if someone I was praying for happens to call me that day, I was just like, things I think sometimes we like, oh, that's a coincidence. I was just praying for that person. They happen to call right. me. It's, it's not though. 
but it's not though. It's God showing that he's active in our lives. And it may not be the angel waking you up by striking you with the striking you mm-hmm. and thinking, yep, we're out of here, but God is still at work. Mm-hmm. You know, when, and, and this is probably, maybe this is a miracle in that case. One thing I was thinking about with the angel striking, um, striking Peter in this, in his side, it shows that Peter was sleeping so hard that he didn't wake up. Okay. That is a miracle. Actually, that's that's what I was thinking. That's a miracle. He was sleeping so hard that he needed to be struck in the side. He didn't, you know, because usually if I'm in a strange place, a prison cell, well, I've never slept in a prison cell, so I don't know, but (laughs) I'm thinking. What what do you want to tell us about your time in prison? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm thinking that I would not sleep very well that night. I'm thinking that my, my sleep would not fall into an REM sleep or any, or Or REM sleep or anything. Go to sleep, even go to sleep. Right. And Paul was, or I mean, Peter, he was sleeping hard that night, which is a miracle in itself. It is. That's amazing. Michelle, would you like to pray about miracles? Yeah. Oh, Father, we just come before you today grateful that you are the God of miracles and that you perform miracles on our behalf. We thank you that we can, we have your words, that we have the Bible to look back and see all the miracles that you've performed from the beginning of time. And Father, I just pray that you would soften our hearts to to see crystal clear the miracles that you are performing in our lives and in other people's lives around us. I pray, Father, that you would take off the cynical blinders that keep us from seeing um, what you are doing and how active you are in our lives. And Father, I just pray that as, as we're as we come together today, as some of our friends are listening, just where Trisha and I are, just that you would work mightily in our lives mm-hmm. and that we could see you. And I pray, Father, that we would just lift you high and holy into your rightful throne. And um, Lord, that we would just gaze at all of your beauty today. We thank you, Father, for working on our behalf. We thank you for how you go before us and that you direct our paths Help us to listen to you. Help us to love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly Bible reading schedule that we are following. So tomorrow we are reading Acts 14, 21 through 28. Galatians 1, Galatians 2, and Galatians 3, 1 through 23. And you know, you're listening to the Daily Bible Podcast because of our partnership with Life Audio. You need to check out lifeaudio.com and see the other great Christian podcasts that are waiting for you today. New ones are added each month. So go to lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.